is not a drill. Beautiful faces and beautiful smiles. South Carolina's beautiful child. This is what it is. Welcome back, family. This is The Brief Podcast. I'm your host, Ra, also known as Seven. And this has been a very, very tremendously great week thus far. Um, I am so proud of all the little kids, man, who's been forced into a homeschool situation and also the parents who have had to reschedule their work schedules and move some things around to make sure that our little people um, still thrive in, in, within the education model, man. Salute, salute to you guys for sure. So today's conversation is a conversation of lost. It's a conversation of overcoming. It's a conversation of love. Um, this conversation kind of dates back about 15, almost 20 years ago in my life when I was a super, super young man, mid-20s, married, um, just in a really, really, really great place. And I just want to uh, take this opportunity just to kind of take a dive, take a ride back into time and um, just talk about something that's, you know, an experience that uh, my wife and I at the time went through that was extremely hurtful. Um, honestly, this is the very first time I've ever spoken about this, but I have made a decision to talk about this, you know, within this community, within the brief community. And it's actually about experiencing a miscarriage from a male's perspective. And this is, again, the first time I've ever, ever spoken about this publicly. But, uh, man, I hope you guys enjoy. Nothing ever felt as good or as easy as when we were young. Oh, oh, oh. Though I felt misunderstood It was a pleasure Running away with you We were just children Acting like a dog Crazy, naive, bold and carefree So, uh, again, man, this story, it dates back almost 20 years ago. Um, we were in our mid-20s. This woman, she was my best friend five years before we even dated. We got married um, shortly thereafter. And um, brand new life, newlyweds. Life was just super, super great. And um, about the second year into our marriage, what we sat down and decided to do because again communication is always the key for myself and always the key within our relationship we said that we wanted to expand we wanted to you know have an addition to our family so we planned the pregnancy being a young couple we just thought that we can plan it 
do what we needed to do to become pregnant and everything was going to go according to quote unquote plan or said plan. But the problem with that was life. Life always has the last say so. And so because of that, honestly, we didn't really know about any of this, um, the risk of the pregnancy not going through full term. But like I said, man, you know, due to the, you know, the nature of this particular conversation, um, we lost our first child and it was extremely challenging for both of us as individuals. It was also challenging for us as a young couple. And, um, but we got through it. Our relationship has always been built around trust, respect, and communication. We used to call it our total threes. And we knew that if we stayed in our total threes, that the world had no chance against us. But what do you do when it's really not the world? It's a situation and it's silent, it's invisible, it's insidious, it pulls at your emotions. It also puts you in a situation where you're most vulnerable. So what we did, we decided to continue to lean on one another for support. And this was something that was so, so, uh, so different. This wasn't like, you know, me being stupid and talking to another female or her being at work and some guy, some jerk (laughs) wanted to try to get her attention (laughs) or one of us blowing money and trying to hide from the other, (laughs) you know, marriage shit. It wasn't any of that. This was the loss of a life, our baby's life. And um, God, I wish I knew then what I know now. Because I I definitely would have went into the situation more equipped, more knowledgeable. You see, miscarriages happens about one out of every four pregnancies. Again, we didn't know that. But what we did know, we knew that we were committed to the attempts of trying to become parents. I remember the very first day we found out. I just pulled up at home from work. And she had, uh, she met me just outside of the door. And she was crying. And inside of her right hand was a pregnancy test. The test showed two lines and um, (laughs) wow, we did it. I couldn't believe it. We went inside and we cried. We cried tears of joy that day. You see, for us, In that instant, we became parents. (laughs) Yeah. Weeks pass. Things would go well. Doctor's appointments, everything was good. I also remember the very first time we heard the baby's heartbeat. And that, that too was even more confirmation 
that we had a fighter on our hands. Then one day, one day she called me at work and she said, baby, I'm cramping. And so I told her to uh, give me a few minutes. So I met her at home and we went to the doctor's office. But by the time I got there, I realized that she was all so spotting and she was scared. And so I told her just not to worry. Let's go to the doctor and see what the doctor's gonna say. And um, it's crazy because we trusted, God, we trusted the doctor's words, man. We prayed for a miracle. We prayed that everything was still okay. And I remember sitting in that room and they uh, attached the monitor and the baby's heartbeat was now absent. The serum blood test also showed that um, things were now not so favorable. This was hard because as a young man, definitely as a husband, this was my first life bout that felt like it had the power to cause a major shift in my life, in our lives. The ride home that day was very awkward, hand in hand. We rode in silence. It seemed like it took forever. But when we got to the house, she was a nervous wreck. And to be perfectly honest, we both was. I had began to feel like maybe it was me. Maybe it was something that I didn't do. I didn't understand what was happening. But I knew that I had to protect my best friend, my wife, because that's what husband's supposed to do, right? So uh, once we were at home, I had gotten her situated so she could take a shower and try to relax a bit. We lay down together and um, just in tears. Asking why, not really understanding where to go from there. But uh, just trying to reassure her that there's always an answer. (laughs) Even if it's unknown at the moment. So she fell asleep. I got up. And I remember, man, just walking outside sitting down on this front step and began to ask God why on my own feeling like it's something that I may have done wrong or I felt like I was being punished for something that I may have done in my past as a young wild boy but nah and so as days went on and as the miscarriage became more of a reality to the both of us 
lessons were being learned every day by me being a young man I learned that in a partnership of this magnitude man patience was so important and I had to like try my best to try to increase my patience level because she had deserved it she deserved everything she asked me for I also learned that being supportive was so 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 important because like myself I'm sure that she too was blaming herself but she did nothing wrong over the next few weeks we would just sit and talk and ask one another questions that also helped a great deal because it gave us both an opportunity to express we also spoke on things like <laughs> the what ifs and um, we made sure that one another stayed afloat it was my job to provide and protect and I was her husband I was the father of her child we were in this together. I also remember around this time, I guess shortly after people kind of realized what had happened to our family and we had just lost our child. Um, you know, people came offering support. Um, and what I still believe to this day was with the best of intentions but oftentimes, um, <laughs> when there is a place of grief, people really don't really have the right words to go along with that intent. So, I've always believed that people shouldn't say things like this. Um, I remember hearing things being said to us like, well, everything happens for a reason. And at some point, I remember responding to someone like, okay, so what's the reason? You see, to a super young couple going through this, that's that comment or that thing, offering of quote-unquote verbal support is probably one of the most insensitive things I've heard at that point in my life. Because sometimes the best support comes in silence and another common one that I remember hearing was well you know miscarriages are common well to us being a very young couple at the time with just normal hopes of building our family we didn't know and um, the risk factors are equal on both sides for the mom and the father. But again, it's a lot of things, man, that we didn't know. Oh, and this one too. <laughs> At least it was early. Early for who? Early for what? You see, the day I came home, she had the test in her hand that day 
again, man, our lives as parents started in that moment. So that comment is probably the one I hated the most because the misconception is the misconception is people think that they understand, but the truth is they didn't. The attachment to a child or the news of a child coming can start as early as that pregnancy test like it did for us, a doctor's visit with the heartbeat, a positive blood test at the doctor's office, maybe even at birth. But for us, early early wasn't enough so comments like this is super insensitive and it shouldn't be said to anyone whether it's a miscarriage or anything having to do with any level of grief again some of the best support comes in silence just be there So here I am now, later on in life, quite aware that the risk factors are quite equal between male and female counterparts during a pregnancy. But for us men, I learned that for us, low sperm count is the main factor that increases the risk for a miscarriage. And um, and some of the risk factors that can cause low sperm quality are lack of exercise, obesity, health issues like high blood pressure and other cardiac issues, high consumptions of alcohol, caffeine, also high consumptions of fast food due to the trans fats that's found in them cigarette smoking even eating red meat plays a major part recreational drug usage such as marijuana and last but definitely not least stress it was usually assumed that the health of the mother was the reason the key reason behind most miscarriages of the past but recent research now shows that our health men's health has an equal stake in the risk of this horrible tragedy unfortunately I was able to find little to no research that supported men's mental health that offered support for the loss of a child by way of a miscarriage this is important I know because myself for years just trying to understand it when I wasn't spending time with my wife trying to make sure that she was okay I would find myself often being isolated or deep diving into my work trying not to think about it but today I understand that that's not healthy at all so my call to action today is for everyone especially men if you have something 
that's on your mind that you feel like you need to speak on, please find someone that you trust and have a conversation about it. Be very transparent. Trust me, it'll help. As I always say, y'all, communication is currency and love is the key. for the continued support of the brief podcast the brief family is here for you we love you peace all circuits are busy please try again later we're sorry all circuits are busy please try again later we're sorry. All circuits are busy. Please try again later.